Hello, everybody. Once again, this is Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. I am Ben Hobson, and I'm here again with David Thomas. Hi, everyone. How are you all going this week? Yeah, and um, what we're going to be talking about today is our f- series that we're doing, Five Factors, and we're going to be talking about part two today, which is Heavens. Um, the five factors are what governs one's deliberations when we go into battle. So when we go into battle with Satan, when we go into battle against the enemy of God, these are the five factors that have to we have to take into mind, we have to take into account before we go into our battle. Um, these are taken from The Art of War, and we read this out last week, but we just want to recap again for you guys. Um, so I'm going to read straight from The Art of War. The art of war is governed by five constant factors to be taken into account in one's deliberations when seeking to determine the conditions obtaining in the field. These are, one, the moral law, which we spoke about last week. Um, If you guys want to go back and download that, if you haven't heard that one yet, I suggest you do so. Um, Two, heaven. Three, earth. Four, the commander. And then five, method and discipline. So today we're going to be talking about number two, which is heaven. Um, now Dave's pulled up all these different books. He's got like five copies of the art of war. (laughs) He's bookmarked them all for me. But in this book of war, he's bookmarked this part where it says the weather, which is what the heavens, the heavens, you know, when we look up is the weather, it means the seasons, the seasons in our life. So what we're going to be talking about today is primarily the seasons in our lives as Christians. And Dave, do you want to just start off by maybe defining that word seasons and what it looks like in Christianity for us. Yeah, sure. Um, With regards to timing and seasons, we as people should be very, very aware that our our lives are governed by seasons. Um, Scripture revolves around seasons and the natural environment the natural creation it revolves around season so we should be fully aware of of what goes on uh, for example in the book of ecclesiastes the writer says in chapter 3 there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven and he goes on to say a time to be born a time to die a time to plant time to uproot time to kill time to heal tear down build up weep laugh mourn dance scatter stones gather them embrace refrain search give up Keep, throw away, tear, mend, uh, be silent, speak, and then this is the one. There is a time to love and hate, and there's a time for war and a time for peace. Uh-huh. Um, with regards to timing and with regards to um, seasons, there are two interesting words, and I'm not going to go in depth into this because you can find a lot of speakers out there that have done it, and I've done it with our church, but I'm not going to go into depth of it today, but... The two words would be chronos and kairos, uh, literally chronological time and seasonal time. Yeah, now, that's cool. Yeah, now more often than not, we operate by chronological time. You know, we, we've yeah, got a wristwatch, of course we've, we got do. A, we've got our Outlook Express <laughs> yeah. uh, calendar, and we're operating on chronological time. And, and when we engage with the Lord and when we engage with different things, um, and we ask the Lord to do something for us, we looking at our wristwatch chronological time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, more often than not, God operates by seasons. All right, now a season is a period of time in which specific events that He has determined need to take place for the fulfillment of that season. Yeah, okay. All right, 
Now, like when he says, I'm coming soon, we look normally to the chronological time. But he is saying, I'm coming soon when probably the season is complete. And that's why he's always on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the fullness of time, Jesus came. You know, everyone's waiting centuries for him. He came when the season was completed. All the factors had lined up and, and took place. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's it. I, I find the subject pretty interesting. And just one more fact I wanna I wanna talk to you about is in the book of Daniel. Yep. Chapter two. Um, Daniel. What the, the the scene the scene happens is when the king the king gets a dream and he calls all the wise men together to interpret the dream, and all these wise men come to Nebuchadnezzar and they say, well, you know, what is the dream that we can interpret? So the king gets clever and he says, no. You tell me the dream and then give me the interpretation. Then I'll know you're doing it right. <laughs> and they, they start whining and saying, well, how can we do this? Because this is unfair. You know, only a God can do this and there's no gods on the earth. And this is what happened in, in Daniel chapter 2. And so the king gets angry and he says, right, I'm fed up with all of you guys. You're all going to die now. And he, he beheads them, right? Well, he, he sets out a decree to go and kill all the wise men in, 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 wow. in the nation. Bit so pressure for them. Yeah, <laughs> real pressure. So, so there's nothing like pressure <laughs> to get to get people to pray. So the, the, the yeah. a, a company of soldiers comes to Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, and they about to issue the decree. And Daniel says, talks very nicely to them. You know, it's 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 and 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 persuades them just to give them time to pray. Yep. And um, Daniel gets the interpretation of the dream from the Lord. And then he begins to praise God. And so in chapter 21, uh, verse 21, sorry, chapter 2, it says, uh, he's talking about God. Well, let me read verse 20. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and deposes them. That's pretty interesting. That shows you the awesome power of God that he can just fiddle with time and seasons <laughs> yeah. and change them as you as you will yeah yeah all right now this is just okay this is just by the way this is just something that i find fascinating daniel gets a dream in chapter seven about the different beasts that go across history and uh he gets the interpretation of the different beasts but the fourth beast apparently is the antichrist really and um He's different to all the other beasts, and what happens is one of his main objectives you can find in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and this is what it says. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws. Whoa, okay. <laughs> all right. Whenever I get to that part of Daniel, sometimes my eyes just do that thing where I read and I don't absorb yeah because yeah. i'm like well, seven beasts and all this stuff yeah. but you've yeah that's huge never noticed that before now now why 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 have i brought that up <clears throat> tell okay. us dave tell all us right. anticipation drum roll here <laughs> it comes all right um what uh, over the last two weeks or uh, two sessions we've, we've we've talked about the different types of battle yep so we are living in a massive war and we are training every day and we are alert every day for an enemy attack against us, which is the ambush. Yes. Now, next week, we're going to talk about ground. So these two need to be related pretty closely together. So I'm going to be sort of using some of the terminology that would happen next week. This week. This week. 
So the enemy now, as we as we go into our life, our situation, our ground, and we are walking on the path of life that God has set before us, the enemy will come in and is at a, as an ambush. Now his ambush is there to create a battle, and he wants to create a campaign, an offensive campaign against us. Yes. So he's going to try and take us off the path. And change our path and change our timing so that we are on yeah, his battleground right. and we are jumping according to his timing and his timetable. That's massive. Okay. That's his yeah, that's his that's his yeah. objective. Yep. That's his number that's his number one objective to get you off the path that God has set for you. Onto his path and on his timetable. How he does that. In the ambush as he tries to get you to sin all right so the, the the ambush is there to get you to sin because what you've got to remember is and I've been thinking about it about it this week effectively there is only one kingdom the kingdom of God yes now in our minds oftentimes we equate the kingdom of Satan on a par with the kingdom of God because we are looking at the kingdom of Satan through our eyes and not God's eyes. But effectively, there is only one kingdom, and that is the kingdom of God. There is only one king of the whole universe, yeah. and that is God himself. Mm -hmm. There is a usurper. There is a rebellion going on. And there is a usurper that's trying to set himself up in the place of God, within the kingdom of God. So when God looks down that's what he sees he sees just his kingdom and he sees an element in there that is usurping his authority right. his rule his will so the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of hell they're not like two separate entities sort of stuff the kingdom of heaven encompasses everything everything including everything. hell well not well hell is a anyway place hell is a place kingdom of darkness Satan's kingdom of kingdom. darkness yes, thank you yes <laughs> my terminology no, that's all right. still learning yeah, that's fine that's fine that's huge though remember what i said in the first me the first um course the first session we did is we need to get our definitions right so we know exactly where yeah, yeah. we are on the page so that's fine um all right so what happens is his objective is to get you onto his ground on his battlefield on his time and he does this to try and get you to sin because the minute you as a Christian sins what happens is you invoke the law of sin and death within your life now now I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna go into a very very deep theological discussion about sin but I want to just throw a couple of things Touch out here. sure All right? generally speaking there are only very general <laughs> two groups of sin Yes. Iniquity and dead works. Now, are we sinners because we do sinful things or are we sinners because we are born in sin? Is this a question? You're yeah, to you. Yeah. Path. I was hoping yeah. you were putting it as a hypothetical <laughs> for everyone to hear, posing it to these guys, not me. Uh, yeah, that's Hebrews, Hebrews 6 foundation course, um, iniquity. Yes. Remember, we inherit we inherit sin from Adam. Yeah. So we are sinners because we are born sinners. Yes. When we get born again and we accept Jesus Christ into our life as our Savior and as our Lord, and the and the effects of the sacrifice of Christ across the blood, the resurrection, 
and the ascension of Christ begin to work in our lives, he takes that iniquity away from us. Okay? Okay. Now, we now become children of God. And so, for a Christian, iniquity or inherited sin is not a factor. So, when, yeah, so we're no longer have that in, inherited sin yeah. from Adam. Yeah. That's what salvation's God, Jesus saved yeah. us from that. But we've got this thing called the flesh. That's the, the flesh. What, what, I, what I look at is it's, it's like this residue uh, of habits, yeah. bad habits, mind brain habits, mind patterns. Yeah. Where, and it's that tendency to, to, to try and go back all the time into those old habit patterns. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now, that is what the enemy is trying to hammer in and, and, and activate within our life. Because the minute he gets us to sin, a number of things take place in our lives. Sin, when we become, when we start to sin as Christians, our fellowship with God is broken. Um, we become less of a person. In other words, you know, what God meant us to do, the will that we are supposed to be walking on, it just, it just, we become less and yeah. less and, 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 and we, we, we we don't have confidence to go before God anymore. We don't have confidence to speak to people anymore. Well, and the enemy's just hammering you to say, man, you're a bad person. Bang, bang, it's bang. like Adam with the with the leaf right at the start. When the first thing happened, he was just full of shame and just yep. couldn't go, couldn't even talk to God. Yep. And then it creates guilt in you. And it also is very habitual. Sin is, sin is very, very habitual. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, that's why they have in Alcoholics Anonymous those tokens that they give out to you. You know, you go 40-day chip and the 100-day chip or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, as soon as you have that one drink, you kind of, it's like that temptation, oh, I've done one now, and it's just yeah. habit again. Yeah, yeah. Now, we both know that Christians <clears throat> sin. Okay, but they don't, they don't commit the sin of iniquity. Yes. They commit dead works. Now, when a Christian sins, you've got now again very broad. Let's yeah, not general. get into a very into a theological fight or discussion about no. this. But uh, <laughs> you've got two areas in which a Christian sins. A Christian will sin firstly where he willfully sins. It's an intended sin. It's a secret sin. It's an habitual sin that he's covering up and he's operating. And there's the sin under his life. For example, you've got quite a few. Um, Characters in the Bible that you can look at to who, who, who committed that sin. For example, a good one is David. David had this lust in, in, uh, in, as an underlying factor in his life which caused him to commit adultery and murder and brought judgment on his family. And he was very deliberate in choosing to very, do that. Yep. Yep. So that's intended willful sin. Yep. The other one <clears throat> is a mistake or a fault. Now, a mistake is you, 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 you're going through a situation, you're, going to, you, you're walking through life, and suddenly the enemy hammers you in an ambush, and bang, you make a mistake. You slip. Yep. Boom. One, a, a very simplistic illustration or example of that would be... I like those. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd let out an expletive. Yeah, right. In anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. cuts you off in the, when you're driving, you honk the horn. Yeah, and, and you give him a sign. Flip and the yeah, bird. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I've got to watch that one. <laughs> I think we all do, Dave. <laughs> I think most of us do. The other one is a fault. Now, a fault, a fault is deeper because a fault, and this is where a lot of the, the healing that begins to take place, working out your salvation in fear and trembling, the healing begins to take place because these are the way where the wounds lie. 
and where we operate out of wounds. So where we, we've been rejected and we've had rejection sown into our life yeah. by adult figures, by our father, by our mother, etc. Yeah. These areas need to be healed. Christ needs to go into them. They need to be healed. And, 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 and slowly we need to begin to learn to operate out of our strengths that these, where the enemy is hitting at these wounds. Can I, can I just, yep. I just want to ask you a question yep. just to clarify this. So, I mean, this is a very, once again, a very simplistic illustration, and I'm not sure I'm even getting this right, but, you know, say I was brought up and my mother taught me that, you know, just as soon as anything happened that was bad, I was, she immediately had a glass of vodka or something like that. And, though, and so then through bringing me up in that way, I've sort of seen her develop that and through, you know, and then this is my reaction too as an adult. Am I getting this right? Like when something bad happens to me, I do that out of a habit almost that's sort of imposed on me and like it's a fault in, is that what I'm, is that sort of what you're saying? Or? Okay, not not really. That would be learned behavior. That would be a behavior that you've learned from an adult figure to cope with situations. Okay. But what I'm talking about is, is more in terms of a, a harsh word being spoken into your life and you receive that into your life. And, and, and what the enemy does is he's very, very crafty because what he, he wants to, he wants to destroy you before you get started. Yeah. Cause he, he knows he's in rebellion. He knows he's got no authority. He knows he's got no power. Um, he knows that you've got the authority of Christ. He knows that you've got the anointing of Christ. You, he knows that you've got the moral law. And if you get started, yes, know Christ, know yourself, know the enemy. You won't have to worry about the outcome of any battle. He knows this. Yeah. So what he's trying to do is before you get started. So like another illustration, yep. just to make sure okay. I got it right. When I was a kid, when I was in high school and primary school, I was really bullied a lot. Yep. I was really rejected a lot. Um, and so that sort of made me incredibly shy and withdrawn from people just because it's sort of like out of fear, you know, I just didn't want to get hurt that way again. And now I'm sort of slowly starting to realize that one of my areas of connection with people is just, you know, I'm really good with people. Like that's part of my ministry. I'm good at talking with people. So is that sort of what you're saying? Absolutely, like he yeah. came at me in my yeah. childhood to stop me from operating in my full yeah. strength in what God has given me as a gift. Absolutely. And what, what, what right. you got yeah. it. <laughs> but also what you'll find is that uh, as as the Lord begins to um, train you up in, 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 in discipleship, that rejection and that abuse against you, there'll, there'll, there'll be a lot of spin-off effects, negative spin-off effects that, that, that you've dealt, uh, that you've applied to yourself to cope. Yes, that's very true. And so what he does is as he begins to train you and raise you up and make you a disciple, make you a warrior of his, is he begins to touch these areas. Yeah. And that can be painful. It is. Yeah. It is. Because it's like, for example, you, 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 you say if you had a broken bone and you never got the bone properly healed. properly healed, and you go to the doctor and say, hey, my arm's bent backwards. Can you, you know, it's not, and the doctor says, well, that's not right. You have to get it straightened. Yeah. How's he going to straighten it? Snap. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to break it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what would that look like? You know, say, because my childhood was, I was very rejected and stuff through high school, just a lot of kids bullying me and stuff. I think a lot of the time it's approached me with um, having to develop new relationships with people. Mm. God has placed me in a situation where I need to really go out on a limb and really be a bit vulnerable there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Instead of 
hiding and being in yeah. fear. And that's like, that's where I've slowly started to develop not yeah. being shy. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that would be a fault. So you're, so, so for a Christian, it's like a willful sin or it's a fault or it's a, a, a mistake. Now, when the enemy comes in, yep. what he's going to try and do is he's going to try and get you to operate in, uh, out, of, out of your flesh and make you sin. So what you need to do is you need to disengage. So when he's coming at you, you need to disengage from him with regards to his time. He's attacked you, so he's got things set up. Yeah. You need to disengage. So if you have that uh, fault, bang, instantly, instantly what you need to do is to disengage from him by repentance. So you right. go back. So if you've sinned and it's a fault, the first thing you do is, Lord, forgive me. Repentance, 180 degree yep. reversal yep. out of that out of that circumstance. Turn around, yep. You know, and 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 what does the Lord say? The Lord says, um, if we confess our sins in one John one nine, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What are one of our What is one of our strong uh, weapons of war? Righteousness. Righteousness. Yeah. And so the unrighteousness will go, and the righteousness will stand because He is cleansed. Us. The blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. Um, if it's a relationship issue that he's am- hammering in on, you know, and, 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 and a fight begins to develop and he wants to escalate this into a campaign, yep. you need to disengage from that fight with your with your marriage partner and and apply the scripture that says, don't let the sun go down on your, on your anger or, your, or, or that situation. Deal with that situation and get it off his battleground and out of his timing. That's very interesting. That is incredibly interesting because what you're talking about is, you know, we're walking on this path. We're set right with God. We're walking on his path. The enemy's sort of like throwing rocks at us from over on a cliff and just mm. sort of pegging at us. If we go over there and confront him, we're walking off that path. It's not yet time to confront him on the path that God had us set on. I find that very interesting. You know, like if a family member sort of suddenly starts to fall into sin and you feel like you need to go and fight for them, you really have to, you know, really be careful what season you've been placed in because you don't want to go and fight for them at the wrong period of time in the wrong season, do you? Because then it would be engaging the enemy at the wrong time. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's an excellent teaching. Well, that's the second part of, of that is, is you've got to be aware of the enemy, how he's trying to change and put you onto his timetable. You've got to keep yourself on God's timetable. Yeah. That means intimacy with the Lord. You need to be walking in step with the Holy Spirit all the time through this. And it needs to be such a habitual relationship that it's it's subconscious. It's like breathing. Yep. And so, like you say, when it comes time for you to go on a, a campaign, sometimes a defensive campaign means you might have to go in quickly in a rescue. Yeah, and just... But still, you need to taking these five factors, plan well, yeah, and go in to rescue an Isaiah 61 situation. When you're going into a, a Matthew 28 situation to disciple someone, wait on the Lord. You've got to wait on the Lord, you know. Um, we know that the enemy comes is, is always there to try and come and kill, steal, rob, and destroy. Yes. The Lord wants us to have life and abundantly, and so we need to be walking in that life, and we need to be aware that walking in that life is walking on the path of God. Now, that's next week's message, mm. the ground. And we need to know the seasons. While we're walking on that path, we need to also be aware that um, 
there is a time to fight and there's a time to rest. Mm. You know, and 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 the, the one of these days we'll be talking about the actual some of the actual spirits that we'll be facing. Yeah, and uh, the religious spirit will be um, one that will say, "How dare you? You you you've you've got to do this. You have to do this." It's your you, Christian how, yeah, duty to how, do this. How can you be in rest? Yeah. No, then, and and you know you you're just going to have to stick to your guns and say, "Well, this is my time of rest." I'm not talking about laziness now. I'm just like no, 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 no. Rest, proper rest, proper is rest different in to the laziness. Lord. Proper resting in the Lord. If you wait on the Lord and your hope is in the Lord, He will renew your strength and you will mount up on the wings of an eagle. So yeah, it's very important to understand seasons, understand times. And just another another thing, just as a as 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 possibly we wrap up wrap up. Yeah. Here, Understand the timings of your own physical body because our bodies are still subject to this earth, to the to, to the to the system of this world, to the dynamics of this world, and and our bodies go through times definitely as well. Yeah. So there's, there, there is, I mean, you've started to do weights. Yeah, and I you, am sore today. <laughs> I can tell you that. But you know that your rest time in doing weights is as crucial and important to your development as the actual as the actual weights. That's incredibly true, and you don't want to push it. I experienced that last week because I was. <laughs> you're laughing already. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was I was a little sick last week. I just had a bad head cold, and I wanted like I had this urge to start jogging and start to get a bit more in shape and fit and stuff. And so I went jogging anyway. I thought, oh, you know, blow it. It's just a head cold. That head cold ended up staying another week, I reckon, just because of that one jog. You know, I just pushed it. Wasn't time to jog. <laughs> it's time to rest. It's you know? time to rest. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we might wrap it up here, guys. You have anything else you want to say, yeah. David? When when resting, rest in the Lord. Renew your strength in the Lord, and you will definitely mount up with wings as eagles. Yeah. Huge. Huge. All right. Um, we'll wrap it up here, guys. Thanks once again for tuning in to Lifehouse Spiritual Warfare Podcast. What I'd like to ask you to do though, or encourage you guys, is to just leave us some feedback on the actual iTunes page. We'd love to hear some thoughts and feelings about what you guys are experiencing through the podcast. So if you've got anything that you'd like to say to us, just pop it into the iTunes thing, or else you can either go to life-house.net and there's just plenty of ways to contact us there and to talk to us. But yeah, thanks guys and have a blessed week and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, guys. Have a good week. Be blessed. Rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. See you later.